Hi, y'all. This is Brother J.T. Brand uh, here with God's Whole Word. And uh, we're running just a little bit behind tonight, uh, trying to get ready for the holiday and all of those things. But I certainly didn't want to uh, leave y'all hanging. I told you that we would certainly uh, get to the podcast tonight. And so uh, we're just going to go to prayer like we do, and then we'll get right on in the Word. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you guide us and lead us by the power of the Holy Ghost. And we just give you praise. We thank you for your truth, Lord. You said thy word is truth. And so, Lord, we believe that. God, guide us and lead us as we study a word today about thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I know I've said a lot about this and um, we certainly this will be the last time we talk about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's coming up uh, here on Thursday. Uh, but I'd like to direct your attention, if you will, to Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 29. That is the book of Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 29. And the word of the Lord says, And when ye will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord... Offer it at your own will. So I want to look at that verse tonight. And I'm going to read it one more time. And when ye offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. So I'm going to look at this for a moment. And uh, we're just going to kind of take a few minutes to look at this. And uh and I'm hoping that y'all are going to have a blessed holiday if you celebrate it. And uh, I'm, I'm just praying that uh, uh, those folks who are alone on the holiday, that somebody, uh, when you find that out, would you just take the moment in time to offer them uh, an invitation to come with you and your family if you've got something going on? Because we certainly don't want people uh, left alone uh, on the holidays. So... Uh, here we go. So we're looking at this verse, and uh, let's start with what it said. It says, and when you offer. So the word when. Many Christians, they, you know, they celebrate Thanksgiving uh, during this, uh, uh, this upcoming holiday on Thursday. And uh, now there are some Christians that don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, there's some Christians that don't celebrate any holidays. They feel that they're uh, paganistic at their roots and all of that, and uh, but uh, we we know through the Word of God, especially in the New Testament, that um, you know uh, we need to allow people that freedom. And uh, so, but we are going to speak to those who are celebrating it, and uh, uh, we want to look at that for a moment. We want to look and see uh, what uh, that says uh, concerning this verse. Now. Uh, some people, the reason why that they don't want to celebrate it because, uh, well, first of all, they say, well, they've got paganistic roots. And, and I don't want to get into all that right now tonight. I know certainly uh, there is some, uh, uh, you know, paganistic roots to some of the holidays that we celebrate and all that kind of thing. But some people just choose not to celebrate anything, even if it didn't have necessarily paganistic roots. Uh, if God didn't call, uh, you know, people to celebrate it, there's some folks that just don't want to do that. And that's all right. And we uh, certainly uh, don't want to be disrespectful to them in any way, uh, shape, or form. 
And, uh, you know, their mindset is that you should be thankful to God all year. And that is the truth. There is certainly absolute truth in that statement that we should be thankful to God all year. And God should be thanked all year long for everything that he has done for us. And that's true. Uh, you know, we ought to be thankful to him for giving us life. And Jesus Christ, he said that uh, he came to give us life, but not just life, but abundant life is what he said. And we ought to be thankful for that. Amen. And um, so, you know, now when Jesus talked about abundant life, you know, some people, you know, they get things twisted up. And a lot of times uh, you've got preachers out there that are, are, are preaching a gospel of riches. And God don't talk about that uh, type of thing in his word that's, uh, you know, absolutely, <coughs> excuse me, not the direction that the Lord meant it to go in. Uh, but the Lord is talking about an enriched life. He's talking about a spiritually enriched life where uh, we can come to that place in our spiritual walk with God that we understand what it means to have peace that passes all understanding and joy unspeakable. Those are uh, the definitions, uh, or, or well, I, I don't want to say just definition, but it's the explanation of how deep that goes is what I mean. You know, peace that passes all understanding. Now, I, I can say that is certainly true. We had uh, one of our sons passed away uh, not too long ago, just a couple of uh, months ago, and um, and, and it's difficult. Grieving is a very difficult thing, especially when the holidays come around. So if any of you are experiencing that, uh, you're experiencing grief and the holidays have come and maybe it hasn't been too long ago since your loved one passed, uh, it, it is a difficult thing to deal with. And we certainly are going to keep all those in prayer that uh, are, are certainly dealing with that. That is a hard thing to deal with. And so um, but I can say this is true. The word of God is, is ever so true. Uh, he will give you peace that passes all understanding. And I remember the phone call that I got uh, when uh, somebody was on the other line, end of the line, and told me that our son had passed away. And, uh, you know, he was very young. He was 22 years old. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it, it was a day I can't even explain uh, how really that I felt. I felt like I was in a dream, like I was numb, and sometimes I still feel that way on and off at times. But what I can say is that God has given us peace that passes all understanding. In other words, it doesn't make sense why God puts this peace inside of you, but it's certainly there. So for all of those uh, of you that are experiencing those things of this holiday season, our hearts go out to you, and we certainly uh, going to be praying for any and all people that are experiencing that. Um, and so we want to move on, but uh, getting back to, to Thanksgiving and, and the offering of such to God. Uh, you, you know, as, as Christians are celebrating uh, this holiday, our, our celebration should be different. Uh, you know, those of us who follow the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, our, our way of celebrating Thanksgiving ought to be different than the way the world celebrates this holiday. Amen. If you're going to celebrate it, it ought to be different than the way the world does it. Amen. Because 
many folks, I tell you, many folks are going to be drinking alcohol and they're going to be getting drunk, you know. And, uh, and you know it, you know it's true. And, uh, uh, you know, who, who are they thanking? You know, I mean, who are you thanking when you just uh, got a mind that the holiday is for you to go uh, getting drunk and carrying on? And you know, a lot of times that stirs up bad attitudes and fights and, and uh, you know, even God forbid murders and everything. And even in families, you know, it just stirs up so many things. So, but we Christians, uh, things ought to be different. We ought not be going down that road, amen. And, uh, but we ought to be thanking God Almighty, the one that made us. We ought to be giving him thanks. We ought to be looking to this thanksgiving as a way to give God thanks and to honor him for what he has done for us, amen. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing to get together with our families and, 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 and you know, uh, just to kind of uh, maybe to catch up with folks. You know, it's always nice to uh, have those times because maybe, you know, we get so busy in our lives and, and we just uh, sometimes just don't have time to slow down. And, you know, we do the best that we can with texting people and all that kind of thing. But it is really a wonderful thing to be able to get together and, and, and just to kind of reminisce a little bit. Maybe you're talking about Thanksgivings a while ago. You remember uh, maybe Auntie so-and-so fixed this or, or uh, you know, so and cousin so-and-so brought this dish or whatever. And, and we have those, uh, maybe have those memories. But I, I, I just want to say one more time, uh, some folks, uh, they may not have had those memories, and we want to be able to help folks out and bring some memories to them. So we want to be kind to others and invite them on in. So let's talk about the difference um, in Thanksgiving for Christians than those in the world. Let's talk about that for a moment. Now, you know, first of all, uh, we Christians, now we shouldn't be waking up on Friday morning with a hangover. Y'all know what I mean? Come on now, you know what I mean. You know we ought not be waking up in the morning, hallelujah, uh, with a hangover on Friday morning. Amen. Because we ought to be able to take care of ourselves and not let the temple of the Holy Ghost be wrapped up in that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, so that is one thing. And uh, I, I said on my Twitter account, and my Twitter account is called The Eunuch Preacher Living Life, uh, and uh, uh, that we should consider. Now, I, I've said it once, I've said it twice, I'm going to say it a third time, and then we're going to move on. But uh, we should consider inviting someone to celebrate, uh, uh, you know, with our family or, or, or just maybe just an individual. Maybe you, uh, you yourself, maybe you, uh, you know, would like to meet with, uh, up with somebody, maybe somebody else that, uh, you know, they don't got anybody either, and, and you just get together and, and have a good time and, and be able to uh, make memories on, on your own. But let's try to do our best as Christians to uh, include other folks uh, in our celebration. Amen. Because there's a lot of lonely folks out there. Maybe there's somebody new up in your church that don't know anybody, and including even maybe new families that have moved in that, uh, you know, maybe they live a long way. Maybe a job moved them there and... Uh, uh, you know, it's always nice for people to begin to reach out and uh, be kind uh, to each other. Now, I want to talk about some other things about Thanksgiving. But we said that we're going to talk about some things that should be different than the way the world celebrates Thanksgiving. Now, I talked about the, the issue of the alcohol, you know, I, I, and I say that because not too long ago, 
it was just, a, I, I don't know, just a few days ago. I had went in the store maybe about a week and a half ago or so, something like that, uh, two weeks ago or whatever. And, uh, uh, you know, and I got my groceries. Well, I had to go back a couple days later. And I noticed what they had done is they had taken the whole entire area of, uh, of, of the walk area where people are and loaded it up with alcohol. Just loads and loads and loads of alcohol. And I thought, uh-huh, yeah, they're getting ready. They're showing up this, but this is the world getting ready. We ought not be participating like that. Amen. But um, I want to talk about some other things about Thanksgiving and what it should be a difference in our Thanksgiving. Those of us, now, if you call yourself a Christian. Now, you know, there's some folks, they say they're Christian, but you know, your, your, your walk better match your talk. If you're going to say you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, your walk better match it up now. And so uh, let's talk about this now. Race. Yes, I said it. Race. It should not be a matter of you because of somebody's race that they don't get an invitation from you. That you're going to choose somebody else because they're, uh, you know, of a different race. You're not going to have nothing to do. And you, you decide you're not going to want to uh, give them an invitation just because of their race. That is not right. If you are uh, somebody that's called a Christian, I'm going to tell you what. If that is your attitude, you're a hypocrite. And you need to repent. You need to get right with God. Amen. And so we don't want, uh, as Christians... To be allowing that to be uh, what causes a, a, a problem. I, you know, and we, uh, I, I've seen that in my own family. I've seen different situations. And, uh, uh, you know, we've had uh, one particular uh, couple that got married uh, several years ago. And, uh, you know, they were different, uh, each of them different race. And, and uh, some people just refused to go to the wedding. And so these kind of things, if you say you're a Christian, now those that refuse to go, they, they were not Christian. But I have heard and I have seen Christians that have, uh, you know, they, they might, you know, say that they are not a racist, but they are off on the side telling racist jokes and carrying on. And then come holiday season, you got somebody in your church and say, but I'm not, I'm not going to be inviting folks I'm just going to stick to this certain group over here. That's not right. You need to repent. You need to get right with the Lord. The Lord is not pleased with that. The Lord, he, he said that he brought us all together. Do you know that we all have the same earthly mother and father? You know, some people don't understand that. But we all have the same earthly mother and father. Don't you know Adam and Eve in the garden? Now, uh, they began the whole entire human race. So one way or another, we all, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Now, so the next thing that should not be, so race should not be a part of the issue with Thanksgiving uh, for, for Christians. Now, the world, they're going to do it that way. You know they are. A lot of, lot of folks. Now, I'm not saying everybody. I'm not saying everybody, but you know that a lot of folks do. All right, so the next thing is political party. That should not be an issue when it comes to Thanksgiving. Do you know there are families that are split apart that don't even want to celebrate the holiday because of a political difference in the house? There ain't no sense in that. Y'all to get together 
and come together because you're family and because God has brought you together as a family and you got to show the love of Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian, that ought not be a part of the issue. You say, well, I don't like how they voted. Well, that's all fine and well, and they didn't like how you voted either. So, so what the bottom line is, that needs to be put aside. Now, y'all know, you've heard that before, you know, when people get together, best thing to do is you don't talk about politics and you don't talk about uh, religion. And, and, and a lot of times that, that sometimes uh, can stir up some things. And some people say, well, I, I'm a Christian and I got to be a light. Well, then you got to go be a light by showing your love and your kindness. Show your love and kindness. Follow the, the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And you say, well, he was out talking to the sinners. Yes, he was. But you know, uh, if you look at uh, sometimes when Jesus was looking at some people, and we're going to get to that here in a minute, it wasn't always just, uh, you know, telling everybody they got to repent. And so let's move on. So political party, that, that ought not be an issue that divides people up this holiday. Amen. All right, so the other thing is sinner or saint. Sinner or saint. Now, how are you going to truly show the love of Jesus Christ to the world if you decide, I'm not going to invite sinners over to my house to eat. I, it's just going to be me and the holy group. Me and the holy few. Well, I'll tell you what, Jesus would not be pleased with that one, not one iota. The Lord, uh, you know, he left the church here to do a work. We are to reach out to the lost. And Jesus said, he said, I didn't come for the saved. He said, I came to, to for those that were lost. Well, guess what? If you're part of the church of the living God, then you have an, a, a responsibility to carry on the work of Jesus Christ. And if you've been baptized with that Holy Ghost and fire, that Holy Ghost ought to be leading you to want to be able to be an example to others and inviting people into your house and not be making a choice. Well, I don't want this one over there and I don't want that one over there, you know, because uh, they, they, you know, believe this or that. Now, I understand. I'm not, I'm not being ignorant here. I get that there's some people, I understand, that just stir up mess in families. And that is their operation, and it's how they work. And sometimes it's just really, really difficult. And, and we get to this place where some, some families, they get to the place where, uh, you know, they kind of have to step aside. And, and we have to be able to, to respect that sometimes people have just got worn out and they've got exhausted because of maybe certain individuals that have just absolutely wiped the family out because of all the things that they're doing. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about people that, uh, you know, you, you, you literally, you don't want no sinner in you uh, uh, at your holiday because... You just, you just want to invite all the saints. Well, you know, we're going to have to use this as a time to reach out to people and to show people the love of the Lord. Amen. So, I mean, come on now. I, I Tell me, does, does the sinner not deserve your mashed potatoes and gravy? Come on. Does, does the sinner not deserve your dressing or your green bean casserole or your yam casserole, whatever you got going on, or a slice of your turkey? Did they not deserve some of that? Didn't the Lord say rain on the just and the unjust? Come on now, you know it's true. Amen. And so, uh, you know, I mean, some people, they say, well, I just worked so hard on my meal and I just want it to be me and my few, me and my holy few. Well, the Lord wants you to be able to share the blessings with others, too. And those that are lost, those that uh, have you reached out to anybody? Do you know anybody? You know, you can't say that you live in this world and you don't know a sinner. Come on. 
And and if that's the the idea and the mindset that you got, that you uh, then you're not right with the Lord. You're going to have to understand. We've got a ministry. The Bible says the Church of the Living God. We've got the ministry of reconciliation. We've got to be busy about our Father's business, reconciling people back to God. And a lot of times we can use these times, the holidays, to be able to show people the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so you know, tell me now what what you think Jesus is going to say when you meet Him. Is he going to say, well done, good, uh, faithful, uh, good uh, faithful servant? If, if you ain't got a mind to want to reach out to the sinner, come on. You know that ain't right. All right, now, it's going to get real hot here. It's going to get really hot. You think that was hot. You just wait until I get ready to say what I'm getting ready to say. And some folks, you might decide after you listen to this, I ain't listening to him. I'm not going to even dare listen to him at all. But this next thing, might stir some of y'all up. But you might say, I'm not inviting none of them gay and lesbian folks in my house. I'm not going to do it. It just means that I'm giving approval to their agenda. Now, honestly, is that what you think? You think showing the love of God to people that need to be saved, that need the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're going to say that uh, that's giving approval uh, you know, I mean, do you honestly think that's how the Lord thinks? Do you think that's how the Lord operated when he was on the earth? Now, that don't mean that at all. That don't mean that you're giving approval. But if you're going to share the love of God and you're going to, are you going to decide who's going to have the love of Jesus coming out from you? Are uh, you going to make up your mind who is going to have that uh, ability to see your love from Jesus Christ come out of you and through you? And, and through the power of the Holy Ghost that's supposed to be in your life. Because I'll tell you what, if you got the Holy Ghost, you ought not be thinking like that. You ought not be talking like that. You ought not be behaving like that. You ought to be able to uh, look at situations and say, what can I do to reach out to those that need Jesus Christ? Now, along those lines, I want to go to John, uh, the book of John, chapter uh, 4. Uh, and I'm talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There is first, second. Third John, but we're not going there. We're going to go to uh, John where it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I say it that way because uh, some people uh, that are listening to uh, the, the preaching that we have, the eunuch preacher, and also uh, the, you know follow the tweets that I have on the eunuch preacher living life, uh, some of these folks, you know, they might be new to the Lord and they need to, uh, you know, have a little bit of help in navigating through the Word of God. So uh, Matthew starts the New Testament, and you go Matthew, Mark, then Luke, then John. So we're going to get up in here in John chapter 4, and um, and we're going to look at verse uh, 4. And let me get my uh, paper straight here now. All right, so John chapter 4 and verse 4. Now, let's look and see what Jesus said. What, what do you think? You, you think that... Uh, it ought not be that you invite anybody such as that to your home. Now let's look at verse 4. He said, he must needs go through Samaria. Now, that didn't mean that he had to go through there because it was a shortcut, because that's just the opposite. It wasn't a shortcut. It was actually a longer way around. But uh, verse 5, it says, Then he cometh to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there, 
Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, because Jesus was 100% flesh, just like he was 100% God, that flesh got tired sometimes. And he sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. And there cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. And then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? And the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Now, you know what that means, don't you? They don't have no dealings with the Samaritans. Now, we're talking about race issues. And we're also talking about those who are pushed aside by those who are seemingly more religious and you're going to push certain folks aside because they don't fit uh, in uh, your, your, uh, your own uh, thoughts and ideas about things. Now, Jesus, verse 10, he answered and he said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. And the woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Verse 12 says, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drink there of himself and his children and his cattle? And Jesus, in verse 13, he answered, and he said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. Verse 14. But whosoever drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of living water spraying up into eternal life. Hallelujah. Uh, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire and it's going to spring up into everlasting life. That spirit of the living God living on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Verse 15, And the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. She said, You give me some of this water, I don't have to come back to the well no more. I don't have to do this anymore. And Jesus said unto her, because of her comment, because of what she said. <clears throat> now some people, excuse me, say, you know, she was maybe being facetious with the way that she, uh, you know, was talking. And that may be true. But she said, can't you give me some of this water so I don't have to come back to the well? And Jesus answered, he said, I want you to go call your husband. He says, go call thy husband and, and come hither. He said, you go call your husband and come back here. In verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said I have no husband. Verse 18, for thou hast had five husbands and he whom now uh, that now has is not thy husband and thou has said us thou truly in this thou has said us truly so this woman don't fit the criteria of a woman that uh, would normally be called a christian 
or somebody that even would dare be spoken to because the Jews, as the Samaritan woman said, they didn't have nothing to do with them. They didn't want to have anything to do with them because they were considered half Jews. And the Jews, the 100% uh, pure Jews, we're talking racism here, folks, uh, they didn't want to have anything to do with the half Jews, uh, half, half percentage of Jews, a half Gentile and half uh, Jewish. And she said, they don't have any dealings. You know what that means? It means they didn't have anything to do with them. Nothing at all. And she said, and, and, and on top of that, she said, I'm a woman. She said, you're going to talk to me and you're going to ask me to give you a drink. And, and all of these things. And Jesus, he said he had to go through Samaria. He had to go here. And so how many of us can sit there and say, I don't need to go to the gay and lesbians. I don't need to do this. I don't need to. And you know, you don't have to make it a point of, of preaching to them just because they're going to come to your house. I mean, show kindness and care. Now, I'll tell you, honestly, come on. If they were getting carried away and they, they won't be, you know, I, 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 shall I say smooching? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you might say, you know, can you just uh, be respectful of my home? And I'm, I'm watching, but I want to, you know, and if that bother you and all, and, and I, I don't think that it'd be wrong for you to maybe pull them aside quietly and maybe say, you know, uh, would you mind if uh, I just kind of, uh, uh, you know, we want you to be here. We really do. But, uh, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, and maybe uh, some of the rest of y'all can maybe follow suit too, you know, maybe you can just be together and be as a family and laugh and have a good time. And uh, just show the love of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. But this woman, she didn't fit no criteria that would dare uh, be what everybody would consider. The woman had five husbands and then she's living with a man that's not her husband. And so now let's look at what the rest of us say. Uh, the woman in verse 19, it says, The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. And verse 20 says, Our fathers worshipped in this mountain and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So there was even an argument of where people should worship. And uh, then in verse 20, she says, Our fathers, or excuse me, in verse 21, Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when thou shalt neither in this mountain nor at Jerusalem worship the Father. Verse 22. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. And this is true because the Jews are the ones that brought the Messiah to the world. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is. This is what Jesus said in verse 23, folks. And the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. In verse 24, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So Jesus was saying, look, there's going to be a change in the way we worship. There's going to come a time uh, when uh, we are going to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. It's going to be down in our own soul, down in our heart, and God is going to speak to us the truth of his word, and we are going to, each and every one of us, have the spirit of God living on the inside of us. Don't, you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus is on the inside of you, the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. Now, that's the truth, because 
uh, Galatians, in the book of Galatians, talk about the uh, spirit of uh, the Son of the living God would come in to us and crying, Abba, Father. And so uh, we know that this Holy Ghost is the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ living down in our soul. Amen. And so, uh, you know, when we look at verse uh, 10, I'm going to go back for a minute. And Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou would know the gift of God and who it is that thou sayest, give me to drink, thou wouldest ask of him, and he would have given thee living water. Now, some people say, well, uh, she had to ask. Well, that's true. That is very true. But Jesus was willing to go beyond uh, those walls that were put up by people. Jesus was willing to go beyond the racist wall, and Jesus was willing to go beyond the walls that are put up because of the sexually different, and uh, and that's how I'm going to call it right now. And so, uh, and, and and you know, and I'm not talking about uh, uh, agreeing with agendas and all of that kind of thing, because we're going to talk about those things. And uh, certainly, I believe that all people, uh, everybody, I, I, no matter who you are, everybody got to repent. And so, uh, we've all been called to repentance. God is uh, no no uh, one is left out of that. We've all got to turn and repent. But uh, Jesus is making it clear in verse ten that everybody is going to have this opportunity if they will ask. But look at the other side of things. Jesus purposely went through Samaria to make himself available. What are we going to do this holiday? Are we going to go to, to Samaria and make ourselves available? And when I say Samaria, I'm talking about in the world. I'm talking about where people in the world are. Are you going to be willing or are you going to put yourself out there and you're going to say, okay, I'll take these ones. And I'll take those ones, but I ain't taking these ones, and I ain't taking those ones into my home for the holiday. Well, Jesus made himself available to everybody. And, uh, you know, people have got to make their uh, choice, certainly, to serve the Lord. Nobody's going to be forced. Jesus is not going to force, uh, you know, anybody's door down to their heart. But the bottom line is, we have got to make ourselves available just like Jesus did. Jesus went out of his way because Samaria was not on the way. It was out of the way from where they were going. Now, I would like to point out uh, something also. I want to look at verse 27. It says, Upon this, so uh, the Lord's speaking, and oh, verse 25, And the woman saith unto him, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. In verse 27, and upon this came the disciples, his disciples, and marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no man said, what seeketh thou or why talketh with her? In other words, they just shut their mouth. And sometimes, folks, it's just time to just be quiet. No, you don't have to say everything that comes to your mind and what you got to say uh, you know, at every given, given time. Sometimes it's just time to share the love of God like Jesus did with this woman at the well. Amen. And uh, so then look, verse 28, it says, The woman then left her water pot and went away. She just left everything and ran off. And, and she went and said to the men, and she said in verse, in verse 29, it says, Come and see a man which told all things that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? So the Lord told her everything that he knew about her. In verse uh, 30, Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Now, if Jesus knew everything about her and yet he went to her, what is the problem that we don't do the same? 
And uh, verse uh, 30, it says, They went out of the city and came unto him. And when, uh, verse 31, In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, you, you got to eat. Uh, Master, eat. In verse 32, he said, I have meat that you know not of. And therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him uh, ought to uh, eat? You know, they, they had left Jesus there, and he, you know, got tired, so he sat down at the well, and they left him there. But they went off to go find some food and bring it back. Well, when they get there, you know, he's talking to this woman at the well. Now, when Jesus says, I have meat that you don't know of, they didn't understand what he said. How many of us are not going to understand what Jesus said when we're looking at this woman at the well? How many of us are just going to let it go in one ear and out the other and just have me and my holy few and we're not going to reach to anybody? And we just, we're just not going to do it. We're just going to let it go. Well, Thanksgiving ought to be different for uh, those that call themselves Christian. Amen. And so, uh, let's see. Verse 34 says, Jesus said unto them, meet, My meat is to do the will of God that sent me and to finish his work. And verse 35, and say not ye that ye are, are yet, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Verse 36, and when he reap, uh, when uh, he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth the fruit unto life eternal, both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And Herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. And verse 38 says, I sent you uh, to reap that whereupon besowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. Now, so we've got work to do, people. We've got work to do, and this holiday would be one of the greatest things that we could possibly do in, uh, you know, reaching out to the lost and if you you know if you continue to look at this story uh i i just want to finish up uh, verse 39 it says and many of the samaritans of of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified and he told me all that i ever did so that that word that she did she went and she told him look he's told me everything he knew everything about me and people believed on jesus because of that what is it that you're going to do in reaching out to the lost to this, this holiday? And what are they going to be able to do in the kingdom of God? You say, oh, God don't want them. Oh, I know how some of you think. But if you think that you're God and that you can choose who, who God is going to take and who God is not, you're not the judge and you're not the one that's going to sort through. God's going to sort through. All we've got to do is be about our Father's business. So let's lay down that hypocrisy and let's get busy about our Father's business and show the love of the Lord this Thanksgiving. And so it's been so good to talk with y'all. And uh, I, I, I'm hoping that we certainly are going to be able to... Um, uh, follow through and and um, see you again on this or speak to you again this coming Friday and uh, Thanksgiving will be over but I certainly hope that y'all have a blessed Thanksgiving it uh, is going to be a wonderful time for many people but I cannot uh, say enough please reach out to people that don't have anybody or anywhere to go 
and reach out to those that you wouldn't otherwise reach. Now, I'm certainly going to tell you this. You're going to have to pray and let the Lord lead you. I mean, you know, I'm not saying you just go, go driving down the street and just pick up whoever. I'm not talking about that. But I'm just saying, you know, ask the Lord what he wants you to do. Come on now. If some of you got some of these people that we mentioned in, in your family, you need to get out on your knees and you need to pray, God, what should I do here? And let the Lord speak to you. All right, until we meet again, God bless you. And uh, may you have a wonderful holiday. And I'm just so glad that we've been able to come together again. Amen.